Hello and welcome to the JMM Podcast. My name is Jeanette. And I'm Miro. And today we are going to be talking about Unreal. It was a TV drama series that premiered on Lifetime on June 1st, 2015 and lasted until July 16, 2018 under Hulu. We received most of our information about the show from Wikipedia, Vulture, Refinery29, Entertainment Weekly, Us Weekly, and IMDb. So the backstory of the show was one of the creators named Sarah Gertrude Shapiro worked on The Bachelor for the first four seasons over the course of two years. So it was between 2002 and 2004. She went from being an associate producer to a field producer. So this whole working on The Bachelor actually happened when she found work on a reality show for high school reunion. And, like, I never heard of it. Yeah, so I'm me assuming, neither. I'm assuming it didn't do it too well. Yeah. And apparently she signed a contract with the production company that allowed them to move her to a different show at their discretion. And this contract was apparently only affected in California. Huh. And also, under the contract, she's not able to go... Uh, work on another production company. So she's basically stuck with them. Oh, wow. And this caused uh, Shapiro to commit, in her words, unlimited renewable options for perpetuity. Yeah. Perpetuity? Yeah. Perpetuity? Perpetuity. Perpetuity, yes. Uh, She wasn't able to find a job because of that. Mm -hmm. And she really hated you know, working on the show. Uh, in 2005, she left L.A. and moved to Portland to leave the show and end her contract with the production company. Yeah, uh, I feel like a contract like that would restrict you so much. Like, at that point, you might as well move out. But that's so weird that, like, she had a contract like that to begin with. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know contracts like that could, like, actually happen. Happen, yeah. Nowadays, it's like, you know you're on for like a show for a season and then yeah it's like if they like you you can like you know keep going if not you could go somewhere else yeah so Shapiro decided to work at ad agency called Wyden and Kennedy and worked as a director for short forms and documentaries Mm -hmm. Uh, the company was an early supporter for her creative endeavors that they allowed her to leave and start funding for her short film called Sequin Rays. Hmm. And during the time that she was working at the agency, she was also working on the script for it. So in 2012, she was one of eight women selected for the AFI Directing Workshop for Women, where Mm -hmm. she created the short film. And the film went on to win an honorable mentioned at South by Southwest short mm-hmm. film jury awards and a mentor from the ad agency actually connected Shapiro with Lifetime and she was able to pitch um, her show idea which mm-hmm. is Unreal yeah, which was based on her short film to Lifetime without an agent which is kind of mm-hmm. like a rare moment because mm-hmm. a lot a lot of times like when you want to pitch to a network or 
a like director or whatever they tend to want you to have an agent and it's more of like trying to get rid of like the crazy people mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um by having like someone know someone it's like better yeah so because they liked her idea they decided to have her pair with marty Knoxon who was a former executive producer for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. And then on July 30th, 2013, Lifetime placed a pilot order for Unreal and greenlit the show with a 10-episode series on February 6, 2014. Uh, and then apparently when they filmed the pilot, mm-hmm. Shapira and Noxon didn't like how the director shot it. Yeah. And then they also weren't satisfied with the actress that played Quinn, who was played by Megan Price. Uh-huh. So as a result, they they had to redo the pilots with another director and then also bring in Constance Zimmer to take over the role of Quinn. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2018, uh, when writing the script for season three finale, they didn't know if the show was going to be renewed for another season so it it kind of explains why the third season was more of like a happy ending and by the time that they found out that they were going to be picked up for a fourth and final season was when they already produced and like finished editing for the third season finale and you can totally tell that when you watch the show yeah so just to give a quick overview of what the series is about seasons season one starts off with uh, i guess the main character rachel uh returning to the show the show is called everlasting and we find out that she had a breakdown in the previous season had like a psychotic moment i guess like she went she kind of went crazy on set so now she's back after that and everyone's like kind of looking at her of like oh she's she actually came back yeah so we find out that the bachelor or in as this uh show calls it the suitor uh is a rich british guy named adam and we find out that of course he's not in this for the real reason of finding love he's just here because uh he was cut off from his inheritance and wants to polish up his image so that his family gives him his inheritance back so he also had a friend a friend named roger who sexually assaulted one of the contestants in the in a previous season named maya and uh no um so like in season one adam decided like in one of the episodes to invite his friend over to kind of like get an idea it's like oh who do you like the most like who who would work with me it's almost like a third oh like bringing in his friend and having like an interview with his friend type of thing yeah like kind of like saying like oh what's your opinion on the women like which one do you think like is the better you know person for me yeah and um apparently when they were at a party they had like this pool party and Maya and roger got a little like drunk Uh but roger he wasn't as drunk as maya and apparently they went to the bathroom area or like a room Uh and rachel i remember when she you know came up to the bathroom and tried to open the door maya came out 
and like kind of like this feeling like oh she's been assaulted uh-huh. so that was the, the scene the scene gotcha yeah. okay this caused Maya to have like PTSD from the incident and then there was also a woman named Mary on the show yeah she was kind of like the older contestant right yeah like she's kind of like was previously married she has a kid yeah she's like trying she's like actually trying to find love yeah and apparently um she's had like you know issues where like you know she was in a domestic abuse relationship with her former husband Mm -hmm. and like now she's like taking medications to overcome like the anxieties and like depression that she had yeah um and one of the producers who was assigned to like you know to work with her uh, because apparently like each season like the producers like are assigned women or men depending on the contestants on like oh like these are the people that you need to like influence them so they could get to like the finale yeah type of thing and the producer that was assigned to her was named shia and she felt that mary was like kind of dull she wasn't like excited or like like she wasn't as dramatic as the other contestants yeah and um and so she basically broke into mary's room and like replaced the medication with placebo Uh like just basically vitamin c yeah and then she was encouraging her to drink and saying like oh like your drinks are virgin yeah yeah there's no alcohol but in fact there is alcohol and so it caused like mary to like you know fall off the wagon and Uh like have like a hard time like dealing with her emotions and then on top of all that like her her former husband comes to visit oh wow and that was like very traumatic for her and yeah. she's like no like get away from me you have a restraining order yeah and i think it was something about like what she has said mm-hmm. that it caused mary to think like oh yeah like no one loves me mm-hmm. and decide and started having suicidal thoughts and she actually jumped off the roof of the mansion oh wow yeah yeah and they refer back to this like at least once or twice a season they refer back to this incident in the show yeah because like i know that in the episode like after um mary suicide like they were trying to like cover it up yeah so um what happened was that rachel ended up creating a fake like suicide note Uh to be like oh yeah this was mary's choice not like this was like um made by the producers of the show or the show itself like this was just mary yeah uh it just so happened like that she committed suicide on the show yeah they were able to like get the show back on you know back running yeah and everything but then there's still that whole like back of the mind like oh people still hear things and people still investigate and then it goes further into the season yeah and you know later in the series Mm -hmm. um so like in the finale in the finale of the season yeah which is also the finale of the show everlasting (laughs) yeah for that season yeah so adam is about to marry this um 
final contestant named Anna, who is also, like, controversial. She's, like, bulimic. Mm-hmm. And then, like, her dad, like, died while she was competing. While she was, like, filming, yeah. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's like, a whole thing. Yeah. The show is very dramatic. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... Because, like, when I was researching it, I was, like, trying so hard to condense it to where it does, like, the big points. Yeah. But then I didn't want to, you know... Yeah, like, we could talk about the show literally for... Like, three hours. Three hours. (laughs) Just because there's so much that happens in this show. The show is really dramatic. It's really, like, there's so many conflicts. Every episode has, like three resolutions and four new conflicts and you know in the finale of the season one um adam is going to get married to anna and like apparently like this marriage was going to be kind of like a spinoff yeah for like another reality show with them like their journey as a married couple and it was going to be with chet who is the creator of everlasting and one of the producers, uh, and he wanted to, you know, take over the reins yeah. of the show and be like, oh, okay, like, this camera needs to go here, there, yeah. while Quinn is just sitting, like, behind, like, pissed off, because it was a whole thing. Yeah. And so, Rachel and Quinn were able to ruin the moment by having Adam confess to Rachel while Anna was hiding. Yeah. In a confessional room? Yeah. I realize how ridiculous this sounds. So, like, this character was hiding in a confessional, and then the other one also goes, like, in there and makes the groom confess to sleeping with her, so the bride hears it, and then they break off the wedding, and that's how they ruin the ending for that season. Yeah. And basically ruin uh, Chet's rating so he doesn't get control over the show. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the show was actually, like, ahead of its time because, like, on season two, they bring in the first black suitor, the first black bachelor for the show. His name is Darius Beck, uh, and he's a pro football player that, uh, we find out later on that he's having issues playing football. Yeah. Like, he can't play football anymore, and he's just trying to find a way to, like, stay relevant and, yeah. you know, be successful. And then, like, a fun fact, the season two, um, having, like, the suitor being a black person. Yeah. Um, so, behind the scenes, the executives of Lifetime wanted Shapiro and Noxon to have Jeremy, who is the camera operator, yeah. and also... Rachel's ex fiance, uh-huh. like they wanted him back because they apparently they liked him, uh-huh. but Shapira hated like the character. Yeah, like, she wanted him to leave like after the first season, and so in return of getting a bringing back Jeremy, yeah, she was like, okay, like then I need to have a black suitor uh-huh. in my show yeah, yeah for the season so she wanted it she yeah. asked for it yeah and then also she also wanted to have like a contestant uh, to be a black lives matter activist which is also like really cool yeah like she was way ahead of her time yeah of like making sure that it's relevant and it brings up situations yeah and this is like of course the like not the george floyd black lives matter movement but the one uh, yeah, uh, I think it might have been Fidel Castro's 
yeah. Black Lives Matter, or maybe Eric Garner. Maybe. I don't know. It was from, I guess, 2014. Yes. Right? Yeah, it was the 2014 Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Matter movement. Yes. Not the current one we're in no, now. No. Yeah. Uh, so, during the season, um, there was like a competition between Chet and Quinn. Chet wanted to have the show be like more man friendly where it's like having like women being like competing in like football like yeah. outfits or like motocross or like just like, like wrestling in mud like yeah. guy wanted it to be like guy stuff yeah you know? and then Quinn wanted to con- continue to have it as like just the normal yeah like everlasting thing yeah and they were um, doing this cause like the show they wanted it to be more successful than it was. Yeah, because, like, after, um, like, the previous season having, like, a character commit suicide, they wanted to, like, bring the reputation up for the show. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of hard to come back from that, but... Yeah. And, um, Quinn, uh, didn't want to have Ruby, who is the Black Lives Matter activist, because... She stated that most of the people watching Everlasting are mostly, like, white, like, middle-aged women yeah. from, like, Kentucky or yeah. <laughs> just, like, a very, like, stay-at-home mom or, yeah. like, a mom that has, like, three kids or something. Yeah. Um, so she was like, yeah, this is going to be too controversial for us. So Ruby needs to be eliminated, and she got eliminated before the finale. But Jay, who is... Um, the only black producer of the show, show yeah um was able to bring ruby back to the to the finale which was between uh tiffany and Chantel. yeah and uh, apparently darius picks ruby in the finale but it was more of because uh tiffany and Chantel wore wedding gowns to like the yeah, final they, rose they, ceremony they did that in dirty like they were like oh like you're they told both of the final contestants you're gonna be the one to marry darius like he's chosen you so get in this wedding dress like he's gonna actually marry you today like yeah it's not just he's not just gonna propose because in the show they usually propose and then uh both girls are like oh my god yay we're gonna get married today so like they're walking up the aisle and they're walking side by side but they don't know because there's a really thin ass curtain between them that kind of pissed me off where it's like okay you can obviously like you would know there is another person walking next to you in this aisle obviously another bride they go up and they get up there and they look at each other like what what are you doing here what are you doing here and then yeah Darius is like ladies 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 please calm down give me like two minutes give me like a minute to figure out which one of you i need to pick right now uh and then we'll go from there and as soon as like he steps away like um ruby comes back and she's like oh i'm here pick me yeah and then also like he i think like another reason was that he didn't want to marry like right after he picks a final contestant yeah he didn't want to get married at all yeah he was just like oh i want to find someone to date yeah and so um he decided to um pick ruby because then both of them were like yeah let's just like date let's see how this goes yeah and they actually liked each other yeah like i felt like that they had really good chemistry and i also feel like 
Darius um, was also like a great like uh, suitor. Like he was pretty calm. Yeah, he wasn't he an wasn't, asshole. Yeah, he wasn't like a you know stereotypical of a black person. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and uh, not even stereotypical of like a football player either. Yeah, like that the all like macho. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, like, yeah, he was pretty, he's, he was very smart, very, like... Self-aware. Like, yeah. He knew what was going on, yeah. And, you know, that was, like, another, like, twist, weird ending for the show. Yeah. Right? So that's, like, three seasons in a row, and it's, like... No, two seasons. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. two seasons, yeah. Right, no, as of right now. Well, I would say three seasons, because the season before the one that we saw with Adam... Yeah. Uh, they had... Rachel having a oh, breakdown okay. on okay. in the middle of the yeah. finale, right? So it's like this is three seasons of the everlasting show in a row where the executive producers have like completely failed at their job, <laughs> but somehow they're still there and they're still trying to run things. Yeah, because like of like ratings, maybe like though they failed at like something, it's still like brought in ratings. ratings. So yeah. it's like, should we like fire them for not doing like the job that we wanted them to do or keep them because they brought in more people people yes it's like, so that's like yeah in season three they did another like you know twist, twist where yeah. it's actually for the first time they have a female suitor yeah for the competition and it is not, not just a normal female suitor no it is serena Wolcott, who is a Silicon Valley venture capitalist. Yeah. And apparently they say that she's the next Elon Musk, which I'm, like, kind of annoyed of hearing it. Yeah. Because, like, it's always, like, oh, the next Elon Musk. Yeah. Or the next... It's, like, why not the next Elizabeth Holmes? Like... Yeah. <laughs> it's all, They always, like, compare them to a man of the same field. Yeah. They're, like... Or they're the like, next Zuckerberg. The next Einstein. Or, you know, they're, like, yeah. they're, like, the next guy. <laughs> Yeah, so and like this this was kind of a weird move for them because Serena Walcott is kind of like not really liked by anyone. No. Like she's not she's not popular, she's not nice or friendly. No, because like I um, think like when they did like this poker competition. Yeah. Like she she came off as being too smart for them. Yeah. That they didn't want to talk to her and then Chet told her that she had to play dumb. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, just play dumb and, like, be all ditzy and the guys will love you. And you'll get a lot of attention, yeah. So, at this point of the show also, because they've been doing so badly, the show's advertisers start pulling out and they basically start doing these, like, random promotions between the ceremonies, which I thought was hilarious, where they're like, oh, today's episode, like, is brought to you by, like... Uh, this guy's wrenches. Yeah, like, or like I think like a leaf blower. Yeah, it's like just random like stuff. And it was really fine because like in the in Bachelor and Bachelorette and in Everlasting, like once the person wants to keep someone, they give them a flower, usually a rose. But in this one, because they were advertising the stuff, they're like, she's gonna give you like the wrench. <laughs> yeah, and it was just very like so cheesy. Yeah, and also a little bit sexist because it's like, oh, why are you giving the guys like wrenches and these yeah. flowers? Maybe give them like I don't know. What if they wanted flowers too? Yeah. What if they wanted just a wallet? Yeah, that too. Everyone wants a wallet. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
throughout that season it's basically Serena's struggle of like okay do I dumb myself down to be liked by these guys or do I dumb myself down and like yeah because compromise like, who I am because like she was saying like well I don't want to be a representative of like oh you have to dumb yourself yeah. out like for the you know younger um audience particularly like young girls and you know young ladies that she didn't want them to be like oh i have to dumb myself too yeah and not be successful or like not yeah and she you know she kind of achieves that by like not actually choosing anyone and just kind of walking off the show yeah, because she was like, well, I'll just start, start over again. And then I think, like, when she is in the limo, she's, like, back on Tinder or, like... Uh-huh. Bum- what is it called? What do they call it? They like call it, like, Mumble or something? Yeah, I guess it's, like, next to, like, Bumble. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, Bumble and Tinder or something. Yeah. So that was the end of third season. And fourth season is uh, where we kind of get into some issues well that was like i would say like the fourth season was when i just like stopped like caring yeah and so did everyone else working on the show yes no that's kind of mean like i'm sure they cared it's just they did a bad job no i i think like it probably was like the fact that it got switched over from lifetime to hulu yeah and like having to deal with a new batch of executives that were like oh well we wanted this we wanted that maybe it was because of that that caused the writing to look crappy Mm. you know and how characters just weirdly came back yeah without any explanation Mm -hmm. (laughs) so because like in the season three finale rachel decides to quit the show and then like moves in to this cottage and like lives happily ever after she makes like a deal with quinn with quinn of like hey like i'll give you like an explosive show just buy me a cabin in the woods so i can go live there yeah and then like the following season like season four she comes back doesn't explain why and then it's like oh she has like blonde hair she yeah she has a new boyfriend she she went through like a midlife crisis or something yeah and um so in season four it's an all-star round similar to bachelor in paradise yeah or i think like listen to your heart or like Like, survivor all-stars yeah survivor all-stars or project runway all-stars or any all-star like show yeah and it's basically consists of people who lost in previous seasons and then they're coming back to try again yeah and it kind of alternates like every week like one the first week is the men that decide to choose of who goes and who stays yeah and then like the following week is the women Uh choose and then it switches switches off Yeah. yeah which was also really bad like they were really trying to be as like you know as polarizing with it as they could because like uh, like in the first episode they basically like bring these women onto a bridge and if the guys basically have to like on an ipad tap if they would have like sex with her or not if they say no she falls into like a dirty mud river yeah and it like cheapened the show a lot and like that's what they were going for and then characters, each character react, reacts differently. Like, Rachel's like, hell yeah. And then Quinn <laughs> and then is like, like, no. Yeah, and then Jay was like, whoa, this is, like, too, too harsh. Too much, yeah, this is too much, yeah. yeah. 
So basically, two of the contestants um, that I knew, because uh, some of them were from like previous seasons, like even before, before the show started. Before the show started. Yeah. And two of them were Maya and Roger, and it was very, con- you know, very like controversial because it's like the whole like sexual assaults. Yeah. And like, okay, what happened behind the door type mm-hmm. of thing. And it was just, like, very awkward. And I think, like, in the first episode, Roger picks Maya because, like, he was told, like, oh, Maya has to stay. Yeah. But then it was very awkward because it's, like, she basically had to spend a night with him. Mm-hmm. And it was just very awkward. Awkward, yeah. In, like, the middle of the season, uh, Roger attempts to take advantage of another contestant named Noel. Yeah. And so this is was when they had like a carnival date Mm -hmm. in like the backyard of the mansion and noelle was like kind of like influenced to drink more and more and she was kind of like getting like really tipsy sounds familiar yeah and then she she was like okay i'm gonna go head to my bed like i i think i need to take a break from this and as, like, she's, like, walking over, Roger notices her and then follows her to yeah. the bedroom. And then, like, Rachel somehow influenced Maya to notice it. Like, yeah. something about, like, I don't know, she like, was turned in a way where Maya could see mm-hmm. while she's talking to Rachel or yeah. something. But, uh, so then Maya follows them and then Rachel falls behind and so when Maya notices that Roger was going to take advantage of, of Noelle, Noelle yeah. Maya decides to take a knife and like literally stabs uh-huh. Roger. In, the... Right in the dick. Yeah. like Stabs him right in the dick. <laughs> Luckily, his dick is fine from what I've heard. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, like it nearly, you know decapitated yeah, it decapitated <laughs> like, the dick and uh and then like noelle since she was drunk she didn't understand like what was happening yeah like she kind of was confused and there was like another controversy it's like okay like rachel like caused this to happen yeah like, should we fire her should we not and then it goes all the way to um the finale where basically Noelle confronts Roger about the assault because I think it, I think she might have remembered that something happened. Yeah. And then when she remembered, then she called him out for it, and and I think it was like something about like someone. Like, mention like oh like, who caused this to happen, mm-hmm. and then they just ended up. Uh, putting the blame on Tommy because Tommy was supposed yeah. to wanted to bring um, Quinn down yeah. by exploiting about Mary's suicide, the assault yeah. from like the first season of the series. And then this season. And then this season. Yeah, and that's where honestly with the where my problem with the series lies is like it almost feels like for series, uh, season four, they were like, well, we don't have a bad guy now, but we have all these, like, loose ends that we need to tie up because this is our last season. 
that's just bringing a random new guy and just say, oh, he's just another producer. He designs the, like, challenges for the game or for the show. And, you know, at the end, let's just pin everything on him and everyone will believe us. And, you know, that's it. Yeah. Because <laughs> he basically got thrown under the bus for being the odd man out, kind of. Yeah. And then, like, in the very end, they, like, Rachel sets, like, it, the mansion on fire. Yeah. And that's it. That's that's, the... that's how the show ends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, the show basically ended in season three, right? Like, yeah. I think, like, season four, like, it, it was just sad that, like, because they didn't know what was happening, that they were like, okay, let's just end season three, like, you know, it's probably the end. And then when they found out that, oh, we got another season. Yeah. That it's like, oh, shit. Oh, crap. Write something. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Any boy will do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next we're going to talk a little bit about the actual characters in the show. A little more detail. But we're not going to discuss every single character. Uh, just because there are so many of them. So we're just going to basically focus on the main ones. Starting with... Uh, Rachel Rachel Goldberg, uh, who's played by Shiri Appleby. Basically, Rachel is a producer on Everlasting uh, and was brought back in uh, during the pilot of the Unreal show after her breakdown uh, on the previous season of Everlasting, where uh, she basically has some mental issues due to her past. And during that season of the show, she stopped taking her medication so she kind of has like a breakdown at the finale. Yeah. Yeah. So to explain her issue, like apparently in season three, it was in the middle episodes. Yeah. Like she finds out that basically her mom, like her mom is a psychiatrist or like a therapist. Like the one that like prescribes medication. Yeah. Psychologist? I think so. Maybe. I think so. Maybe. Anyway. Whoever, like... <laughs> she works with brains. Yeah, she works uh, with therapy and then gives you medication to handle issues. Yeah. Yeah. So, to basically, like, she doesn't like that her mom has, like, complete control over her father. Because, like, apparently her father, in, in Rachel's mind, is, like, very lethargic because of all the medication that he is taking. And then... He, she decides to, you know, help him escape the house and then yeah. live on the set. And then when she was, like, there, she later finds out that her father knew about this assault that happened with one of her mom's uh, clients. Yeah. Because apparently, like, the office that she you know has like the meetings with her clients yeah is in the house yeah so she had like she was basically had a practice out of her home yeah and apparently one of the clients saw rachel and molested her yeah and you know assaulted her um without her consent yeah basically and i think as a result of that it caused her to have like this kind of like personality where she doesn't like, she can't have, like, a normal, like, relationship with people. Yeah. Like, she would, like, flirt with, like, men, and then when they, like, flirt back, like, she kind of, like, pushes away. Yeah. And then also she likes, like, you know, working on the reality show because she likes to be a manipulator. She yeah. likes to, like, 
you know, twist things and, you know, tell a contestant, like, oh, like, so-and-so likes you, but then finds out that he doesn't like them. And then I think also um, the on-site therapist for the show in season three talks about how he states that that Rachel uses sex as a way to avoid intimacy for people. Uh So I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like after she has sex with like people like uh jeremy or i don't know tommy yeah (laughs) like she kind of like pushes away from them yeah so it's like a huge thing with her like there's something wrong where she does need help yeah she does need therapy for sure she should not be running a show and playing with people's lives no because i think even in season one it focused on like her stress yeah like she was like losing her hair she was like not feeling well and just having like issues but then by the time season three and i think season four happened like it never brought that up yeah and then season four just immediately ignored the whole issue with her parents yeah (laughs) with her like it was it was really weird because her character like they kept trying to like do something with her but they were like this thing is wrong with her and then a few episodes later, they'd be like, no, 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 it's this other thing that's making her be like this. No, 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 it's this other thing that's wrong with her. Uh, but one thing that was kind of consistent throughout the show was her basically trying to find her own suitor in the show. Oh, yeah. You know, I like, know yeah, because I know in season one, she was trying to get back with Jeremy, but then yeah. he's like engaged yeah. with another woman. Yeah, and she ruins his life. Yeah. <laughs> And then also, she had a, a fling with Adam, and she thought that he really yeah. liked her. So, it ends up being this pattern of, like, she thinks that these guys that are on the show, like, the suitors on the show, like her, because she sleeps with them. Or, like, anyone who is a man and is working with her, except for Jay. Jay, yeah, gay, yeah, yeah. Um, like, that they like her. Yeah. But it's not the case. Yeah. And she's She's kind of trying to get her own like fairy tale wedding or fairy tale relationship out of this yeah so for the first three seasons she basically complains the entire time about being on the show but she's like really good at it apparently yeah like and it's like kind of i guess like rachel is like inspired by shapiro's experience that because like shapiro hated the show yeah. Uh, the Bachelor. And so she wanted to get out. And then I know in season three, she kept complaining to Quinn. It's like, oh, I want to go live in a cottage. Like, that's all I want to do. Yeah. Like, I'm just saving up money so then I could quit the show and then yeah. I just live. And she kept saying it and, over and over. In the meantime, like, she loves doing what she does. Like, yeah. she loves manipulating people into doing random things, you know, that would be dramatic on camera. Yeah, she's like kind of. I I think I told you this. She's kind of treated like the house MD of this world, where like house that character of house being like super good at what he does and being like one step ahead of everyone and you know always getting away with his agenda. It feels like they took that like character and they put it in this show about the bachelor and bachelorette like you know how house walks in and like 
he knows the answer to any question and he knows how to manipulate people to get the correct reaction from them yeah it all it's almost like what's her name uh rachel does the same thing yeah it's almost like rachel also is like that all-knowing like person that's really good at her job effortlessly and yeah that's that's kind of what i felt like they were going for at least in the first couple seasons season three and four she's kind of too crazy let's yeah i think let's move on to i think i put Quinn. Yeah. Uh, Quinn King. Uh, she is played by Constance Zimmer, which I love. Yes. I think she was one of my favorite characters. And yep. also, Constance is one of my favorite actresses yeah, of she, the show. Yeah, she is definitely my favorite character, too. And I really like this actress because I saw this and I was like, you know, I know her from somewhere. And then I had to look it up, and she's actually from House of Cards. Oh, yeah, that she, makes sense. she plays a character in House of Cards, and her acting is way better in House of Cards than it is here. Yeah, like I think it could have been like just like maybe the directors, maybe like they didn't give her enough like. I, I think the, I think the character was just written very badly because she says all these like cringy things, but you know that's you know that's how they wrote her. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, fun fact, uh, Quinn was actually based on a real person. It was one of, like, the real, uh, producers of The Bachelor, and the whole relationship between Quinn and Chet is actually based on the same thing, like, based on two producers that were yeah. having an affair while they were working on The Bachelor with Shapiro. Yeah. Um, so... Quinn is kind of like um, very demanding. She kind of always wants to push boundaries. She wants to maximize ratings. Like that's all she's focusing on. Yeah. She always focuses on um, like at the beginning of every season. It's like okay, who's like wife material? Who is like going to be the good guy or the good girl? Yeah. Like, who is going to be the bad person? Who's the villain? Who's yeah. the wifey? Yeah. And then, like, already had it laid out within, like, the first episode of, like, the show. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, like, pretty interesting. And then, like, for some reason, she always trying to avoid getting fired with the help of her employees. Yeah. So, in the first season, she manages to ruin Chet's version of the finale by making Anna leave Adam mm-hmm. at the altar. Uh, and it was mainly because Chad got greenlit for uh, to run the finale and also to create a spinoff. And Quinn didn't want didn't that. want that, yeah, because they kind of have a love hate relationship. Yeah, because like they are having an affair in the first like few episodes of the first season. Yeah, and then um, and the her relationship with Chet is what in the earlier seasons that's what she thinks love is. She's like, yeah, this is love. Yeah, like, because, like, you know, he's, like, doing drugs, he's, like, having sex with her. Sleeping around, yeah. Yeah, and then she thinks, like, oh, this is what love is. Yeah, this is what, like, keeps the relationship going. Yeah, Yeah. and then, like, she also feels that Chet will leave her, will leave his wife eventually, but then, like, I think, like, when Chet has, like, a heart attack. Yeah. And is taken to the hospital like the wife like literally goes up there is like oh i already won this situation because if he leaves me i'll still take all the money oh wow yeah 
so technically, like, he'll be broke by the time that he comes... Out of the... Out of the marriage. Marriage, yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's like, one, one relationship she had. Uh, in season two, um, Jeremy, who is the camera operator, uh, and then later becomes VP in season three... Yeah. Um, he causes the death of Coleman, who is one of the young executives mm-hmm. of the network. So he was hired by the actual executive of the network yeah. as kind of like overseeing the show, making sure that everything is like everything's going well, there's no controversies, mm-hmm. there's no like suicides or nothing any, like that, yeah. Any like abuse from the producers or anything like that yeah and so coleman and another contestant named yael who is later found out to be a journalist Mm -hmm. um kind of scoping on the dark secrets of the show yeah they're basically like kind of trying to dig up dirt yeah everyone and then both of them were going to tell gary the executive of the network about everything like they're going to reveal everything about it so jeremy actually rigged coleman's car in a way to cause an accident yeah and it causes both cole and yael to die yeah on the scene yeah and this was like to prevent the dark secrets of mary's suicide in season one as well as the sexual assault between roger and maya so and then in season three, uh, Gary uh, tries to fire Quinn in front of everyone because yeah. he thinks that she's too old. However, she manages to get a magazine article to expose <laughs> his sexual harassment claims by multiple women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was able to like keep her job, and then I think he gets fired. Yeah. And then in season four finale, she has tommy be the scapegoat for like for everything for everything basically basically. yeah so she was able to like get away with getting fired yeah well not just getting fired right she got away with like covering up uh rape a rape two rapes maybe yeah she got away with like covering up a bunch of rape uh two murders well three murders you know yeah yeah, so she basically got away with all of that. And, and it sucks because, like, I said that's my favorite character, but, you know. She, yeah, she's like an anti-hero. Kind she? of, yeah. You still root for her. Yeah. So, in my opinion, I feel like that she, like, really wants to have um, kids. Like, she really wants to settle down. Yeah, she's looking for her like suit her too basically yeah because like in the second season she begins a relationship with john who's the president of the network everlasting is mm-hmm. on yeah and she was like okay i i can settle down i could do all this and yeah. then uh later finds out that she can't have kids have kids or not that she can't have it but she says that it's basically gonna be too difficult for her yeah, they say, like, oh, the, there's a high chance that, like, it won't carry out. Yeah, and then, like, once she found out about it, she basically, like, 
breaks up with John. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I assume, like, was, like, a really good person for her. Like, he... Yeah. He was very nice. He was, like, kind of, like, would ask her, like, oh, like, how how do you feel? And confront her if she's being silent Sign. towards him. Yeah, he was, like, actually good for her, but... You know. Yeah. And then, uh, Chet... <laughs> in season three decides to go back to her after like she basically um kind of like takes over like gary gary's job basically kind of no it's more of like that gary tries to like you know push her down tries to get fired tries to get her fired Uh but then like quinn is like fuck that like fuck you gary yeah. and i think it's just like her like fighting back yeah made chet to be like oh my god oh, like wow. i really like her uh-huh. again <laughs> he saw her in the new light yeah so then they get together in season four and then also during season three she was having one night stands with austin who is one of the uh-huh. contestants of the show yeah and like they were having sex like almost every night basically mm-hmm. And she, you know, breaks up with him. And then in season four, she later finds out that she's pregnant. By him. By him. Yeah. But then also Chet was having sex with her when they were on vacation. Yeah. So he thinks that, oh, like, he's the father. Yeah. But it's not him. Because I think it was, like, the nurse said, like, well, technically you're, like, seven weeks be you know, several weeks in or something. Yeah, so it was, something it was like... where it was like, okay, The timeline didn't add up. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was like, oh, crap, like, I'm having a baby. But then it turns out that, oh, it's a geriatric um, pregnancy. Uh-huh. Where it's like it won't um, go well. Like, there's a higher yeah, chance they know it's that, gonna, that they... it's going to be a stillborn or it's going to have very severe developing problems. Yeah. Um, and so I think like she had an abortion to like, you know, kind of like not go full ter- full term into the. Pregnancy. And she talks to Chet about it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, she kind of knows like, okay, like I'm not gonna have kids, and then kind of accepts it. So yeah, like I, it's kind of like a sad thing because it's like she wanted to have a career, but then at the back of her hand, she also wanted to have. A family. Yeah, she wanted to find real love and have kids. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, let's move on uh, to Chet Wilton. Like, it's just, like, a very short, like, Yeah, summer. Chet's kind of... Eh. I don't know. I think, like, he's kind of, like, weird. Like, I would say, like, the actor was pretty good. But, like, it's just, like, he kind of was, like, very energetic uh, mainly because he was on so many drugs. Like, he was on cocaine and then was on weed and, like, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of other things. And then he kind of acts immature, uh, vulgar, and callous at times. Yeah. So, I yeah, that's kind of all I had to, like, say. Like, he just, he, like, at times he feels like he wants to take over and then, like, ends up screwing up sometimes. Yeah, he's. I feel like he's kind of just there to be a plot device for certain things. He's not really, like, he doesn't actually do anything in the show other than, like, a couple times he creates conflicts by, like, stealing a suitor or, you know, doing stuff like that or being like, oh, the show needs to go this way because 
I want to make a spin-off of it yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to Jay Carter. Yeah. Uh, he is the gay producer of the show, and then he's also um, one of the, like, I guess, like, the only black producer of yeah, the show. Yeah, he was the only black producer, yeah. Well, no, there was the woman in the first season, right? But she was Latin. I, I think oh, she was, was Latina. She? Oh, okay. Never mind then. Yeah. yeah. So, um... Ooh, no, we're forgetting, uh, like, the actress that played, like, That's So Raven. She's also... Right? Wait, who? Uh, she's, like, one of the, um, like, higher-ups in the fourth season. Oh, well, I'm still, like... Yeah, I'm saying she was also black. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, like, season four, like, I kind of just gave up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like we said, everyone did in the show. Yeah. I kind of feel that with him, with Jay, um, he kind of was, like, more focused on um, trying to, you know, have, like, a black contestant actually go all the way to the finale yeah. of the show. Like, he kept, he keeps, like, trying to help them out, being like, hey, like, do this, do that. Yeah, and uh, he was the one that wanted the Black Lives Matter contestant yeah. in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, he can sometimes be Rachel's friend. It's almost like the only person other than Quinn that is actually friendly towards her. Yeah. Or, like, kind of helps her out in some way. He does have a relationship with uh, Alexis, who is a Russian dancer who competes in season three. Yeah. And then later in season four... And you know, I was a little confused about that. Was that the same guy that uh, sings the Russian anthem? I... What do you mean? Like, Remember there was a guy in one of the earlier seasons that sings the Russian anthem? Like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna just, like, be a villain. So he, like, gets up on stage and starts singing, like, the Russian... Uh, I think so. Okay. But, like, he was kind of, like, a bad boy. Like, he would snort cocaine like in his bedroom and then yeah. also he was a closeted gay uh-huh. and and jay like really liked him and wanted to like date him but alexis didn't want to like be openly gay yeah and so like it kind of like strained their relationship when yeah. they were doing the passport to dance yeah um which was basically a competition of, like, people, like, kind of like, um, so you think you could dance competition, mm-hmm. but it's, like, apparently it's, like, dance, dancers from around the world. World or something, yeah. Yeah, and I know that in, I guess, like, the pilot of the show, like, Alexis, like, screwed it up by, mm-hmm. like, being drunk yeah. or high, and then, like, he was just destroying the set. And they were like, oh, he's just back from rehab like yeah he just got back and we're bringing him on the show yeah and that was in season four that he came back as like a clean new person yeah but yeah like nothing to say about jay only that like i felt he was like one of the few people that would point out like things that rachel quinn are doing that are kind of like on borderline controversial yeah and he had the most like conscious out of everyone i'd say yeah uh he was like always the one that was like oh i feel a little bit bad about doing this like oh do you feel bad like do you feel any remorse for like 
you just pitted her against the other girl like do you feel any remorse he would be the only one that kind of asked those questions yeah i would say that too yeah uh so you also have jeremy canner uh he is one of the camera operators and then later becomes a dp at the show he also is Rachel's ex. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning of the season, uh, he broke off the engagement with Rachel after she had her breakdown. Yeah. And then decides to get engaged with the makeup artist named Lizzie. Yeah. However, like halfway through, he decides to break off the engagement because he has feelings for Rachel. But then breaks off with Rachel in the finale when he later finds out that, oh, she was having sex with Adam. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he kind of gets screwed a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. in the second season, he basically is like, becomes drunk. He becomes overweight. He be- basically becomes Roy without Pam. Yeah. <laughs> From the office where he's like just giving up. Yeah. He's just like, I guess like he's just like, you know, broken from what Rachel did. I remember like in one episode, he tries to take advantage of Rachel, but then Chuck comes in in time and then like basically punches him and then like fires him. Yeah. It's like you're fired mm-hmm. from the show. That's so, when he comes back, right? Is, is at the end of season two. Yeah, because... It, or is something, like, he promises that he's going to not, like, do anything, anything yeah. towards Rachel again. Um, so then he makes up for um, what he did yeah. to Rachel by killing Cole and Yael yeah. in the finale yeah. by rigging their car. Yeah. Uh, and then in season three, again, he comes back sober, and it's, like, from rehab. Uh-huh. But then he basically quits at the end of the season because he doesn't like how the show is, like... It, yeah, act- it's, like, how many things need to go wrong in your life before you finally are, like, oh, wow, working here is, like, a bad idea. Maybe I should go work somewhere else. <laughs> like, he kills two people, and then he's, like, you know what? The show might not be... The show might be a little toxic for me. I should quit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, nothing to talk about for jeremy other than those things yeah i mean he was just like a puppy dog for rachel to manipulate and then like that's kind of the conflict he makes in season four too right where he's like oh he wasn't in oh i'm sorry not season four season like the end of season three he's like rachel you basically made me kill those people you like manipulated me into killing those uh those two women so that the show would be safe and yeah she does say like oh i wish there was like something to do like and then he's like i would do anything for you like <laughs> anything to make you happy and she's like anything and then she like side looks at the car and she's like eh, you know like kill them and he's like oh okay i'll go do it so that's kind of his his character in the show yeah i don't think that he it's almost like that he basically would do anything for Rachel. Because even when he was, like, engaged to Lizzie, like, he he would still, like, help Rachel out or, like, talk to her. And it's like, dude, you're... You're, you're engaged. You're engaged to someone else. Shouldn't you, like, be like, okay, I'm not going to, like, 
help Rachel out anymore. Yeah, like, stop talking to her, maybe. Yeah. Then we have Madison, who is, like, the PA in season one. And then, basically, she, you know, makes her way to um, have her show. Makes her way? Well, in terms of, like, giving Chet a blowjob and then also sleeping with um, Gary. Yeah. So, it was, like... By doing all that, it's like, yeah. Yeah, she, like, first she slips with the producer above her. And no, then... she, she, like, performs oral sex to Chet. Yeah, who's, like, above her in the chain of command, right? Yeah. And then she also sleeps with his boss. That's who Gary is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she, like, bangs her boss and then the boss of her boss to, like, basically get her own show. And then she becomes an associate producer in season two. And then, like, from there, she kind of learns to manipulate people's emotion with the help of Quinn. Yeah. And then, at first, she didn't like it, but then she starts getting used to it. And then, by season three, she has her own show called Adulting. And then, like, all of a sudden, she's, like, a big hot shot. So then, uh, we go to Adam Cronwell, who is the rich British suitor in the first season. He is only on the show to... You know, again, promote his image. Yeah. image. And then he, he seems reluctant to do what the producers told him to do or want him to do. And uh, Rachel kind of uses that, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, like, oh, the producers want you to pick this girl. Uh, why don't you, like, show them and pick this other girl? Uh, so he ends up doing that. Like, in the first season, there's, like, a... Uh, there's a male-to-female trans woman as one of the suitors. Yeah. And he, like, makes it a point to pick her every time. Be like, oh, see, I'm, keep, I'm like, picking her. Yeah. But the producers don't want him to do that. Yeah. I think after Darius, he's probably my, my second favorite suitor. Yeah, and then I think we already talked about Darius. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, did we, um... Mention about uh, his friend, like his friend was also driving a lot of. Um... Oh yeah, Romeo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, cause like Romeo kind of like would point stuff out to uh, Darius. Yeah. Being like, hey, like this is kind of weird. Like, why, why are you doing this show? Yeah, he kind of had his back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. I remember there was this one incident when Romeo, Darius, and then a couple of the other contestants decide to uh, drive, like take a you know a car out for a ride, mm-hmm. but then they get pulled over by a cop, and because they're on a reality show, they don't have their ID with mm-hmm. them, and so the the cop thinks like oh like these black people are like stealing this car yeah. And decides to basically arrest them. And after this, like, scuffle, like, Romeo gets shot. Yeah. But then, like, after that scene, they don't talk about, the sh- you know, him getting shot. Or, like, they, they do, but it's, like, Romeo comes back unscathed. Uh-huh. Like, he doesn't... Just the flesh wound. Yeah. Yeah. So then you have uh, Serena Wolcott is kind of, like, a strong woman. Yeah. But then, like, it's almost, like, the whole, like, thing about, like, women and, like, trying to find someone where it's, like, sometimes we had to dumb ourselves 
down mm-hmm. in order to get men to like us. Yeah. And so I could kind of understand how she felt. That's like for someone who's like supposed to be smart and like be a businesswoman. That's like we can't we can't find like you know men for yeah. us. So I felt that you know she she was a really good contestant in terms of that. I think like out of like the three. Uh, suitors, I think she kind of was mm-hmm. the third in line, and I think I agree that Darius was the best one. Yeah, his felt like the better storyline, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, mm-hmm. there's, <laughs> sorry, like there's like so many characters that I didn't want to. Yeah. Go deep into it. Yeah, there's like at least. You know, on IMDb, there's like 190 people credited as actors on the show. And most of them, because it's basically like those uh, shows where each season has a completely new set of cast. Oh, yeah. Almost. Uh, it keeps the core, but then each season, the suitors and the basically the bachelor change. Uh, so there's a lot of characters in there. Uh, I think overall, the show wasn't like too horrible. It's not like... The worst thing I've ever watched, but it was really dramatic at some points. Yeah, in my opinion, I felt that the show was good for like the first maybe two, maybe three seasons, mm-hmm. and then when the fourth season happened, I was like, oh, I don't want like it's it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like just coming from like having the happy ending and then coming back to the show without any explanation. Yeah, I think, like, they should have just stopped that season three, and if you're gonna watch it, I would suggest you also stop at season three, like... Yeah, and then... It has a good resolution, like, it, you won't feel like, oh, I need another season. Yeah, I think, like, maybe if they've written the first episode of season four to explain why uh, Rachel came back, then I would, then I'll be like, okay... Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. It's like I could I could understand that she could get bored living in the cottage. Yeah. Like maybe she's like, Oh my god, like I'm like trying to do things, like she goes on a walk and then comes back and it's like only ten minutes has gone by and it's like, yeah. God damn it <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, I also feel that at times it seemed to be super dramatic because like I also felt that most of the characters would like say something like clack back at a person but then that person would talk back to them and then the first person would be like oh my god like they like said something offensive to me like i can't i can't live i can't move on and it's like dude like have a backbone yeah and then like a couple episodes later either it's resolved really quickly or they just ignore it and they're like okay done yeah, I think that's... Uh, I mean, like, I would say that the show brought up a lot of issues like sexual assault, sexual harassment, like the Me Too movement. Yeah. Uh, Black Lives Matter, police brutality. Yeah. Uh, closeted gays. <laughs> yeah. Like, it brought up a lot of issues. Yeah, and, like, it, I feel like it didn't disrespect any of it. Like, it actually handled the issues pretty well. Be, but that also might be just because everything else around those issues was so dramatic that you didn't even, like, notice the the actual, like, social issues they were covering. 
Yeah, I agree too. Like, I yeah. felt like it did a pretty good job for that. But again, maybe it's because it was so dramatic for everything else. And then I also feel that it kind of gave like a good understanding of what it's like to work on a reality show. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that people were manipulated to be something. Yeah. You I always know? thought it was just like dumb. Yeah, I thought that, like, oh, like, they just, like, brought in people that it's like, oh, yeah, I am the bad person. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> but not realizing that you have producers that manipulate them. Um, yeah. Or, like, say, have it in a way where that person will get mad at something and then reveal, like, a juicy detail about them. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's it for me. I probably wouldn't watch the show again because it, it kind of reminds me of you where the tv show yeah where it's like it's pretty bad yeah but then the dialogue so, is the dialogue is so bad yeah but then it's like so interesting to watch it yeah and to it, continue watching it, it. it's the same reason i watched it for the same reason that i would watch uh actual reality tv and it's for the drama but then in this show, the acting is so bad and, like, the dialogue is so bad that's, like, ugh. You know, the actors try to act like they would in real life. And these stu- these things wouldn't happen in real life. So some of the things they say, like, you're like, ugh, why does that sound so awkward? Um, overall, I don't think I would watch it again either. Uh, I would probably just watch more reality TV. No, for me, I think I, I would just watch, like, people talking about, like, reality <laughs> reality shows, like, yeah. Bachelor Fantic or um, Psychology in Seattle. Yeah. Like, I would watch them because I don't want to spend, like, an hour watching crappy shows. Shows, yeah. I would rather no, I watch that. a summary of <laughs> what happened. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you for listening. Um, please be safe if you're protesting uh, please continue doing it peacefully um, and social know. distance while you do it yes black lives do matter always question everything on the media because I remember last week yeah there was a podcast that I was listening to called my favorite murder and they brought up like this photo of like this black kid like hugging an officer yeah and like the kids crying and everyone's like oh my god like this is like so great yeah but then everyone flagged it as propaganda Mm -hmm. not only for that but also because it's an old photo it was taken in 2014 during the ferguson protests yeah and also that kid was part of the hart family which was a family of like adopted kids raised by two lesbians who like one of the parents decided to like do a murder-suicide and like basically drive the car off a cliff yeah and kill everyone yep so so it was like something completely unrelated to right now yeah and not nothing even to do with police brutality and so then it's not like, only that but not understanding that that boy was forced almost forced to do that picture for social media yeah it's not because he really wanted to you know like H- hug 
police officer. Yeah. yeah, it's because like he was basically forced by his mom. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, one of his moms. Yeah. So yeah, always uh, you know, think critically when you see the news. Uh, I would, you know. Yeah, always like question things. Always like do more research behind like you know, articles yeah. or reports. You know, memes aren't news twitter and tumblr screenshots aren't news <laughs> yeah like actually do like time magazine or um, yeah i don't know the new york times or the la times or washington post but then washington post is like kind of weird because it's owned by Be- bezos. Jeff bezos yeah so it's like okay that's kind of propaganda for him so yeah again please don't get your amazon news from there <laughs> Please, like, just, you know, always critical think everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, we hope everyone has a good week, and we will be back next week with another episode. Uh, Until then, stay safe and have a good one. Bye.